You're listening to Fair Game with your host, Robert Smith. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Fair Game Podcast today. I'm your host, Robert Smith. We got a great show for you today. Today's guests are making music a family affair. They started out with their parents playing music affairs, and now they find themselves as young adults developing their own sound. They join us today from Fort Myers, Florida, where they're currently performing out at the Southwest Florida and Lee County Fair. This is Colin Adrian and Benny Rolf, otherwise known as Renata the Band. Welcome to the show, you guys. What's hey, up? Hey, we're happy thanks. to be here. So y'all started out with parents when, when in a group called Matt's Family Jam. It was your dad's deal. Y'all were much younger. You were like little kids. Yes. Benny was. That has been a while ago. Yeah. What was that like? 10 or 11. 11 years ago. And uh, so how old are each of you now? Uh, well, uh, I'm 21 now. Yeah, and I'm 18. And I'm 15. 21, 18, and 15. My God, I remember when you guys were, uh, the first. I remember the first time we met. Um, God, it was like 2014 or so. So known each other a while. It's been fun watching you grow up, start playing music, and, and do your thing. Um, tell us about Renata. Yeah, so when we first started playing with our uh, with our parents, you know, we were more of just a show band and a novelty act because we had um, our strolling stage that we'd play music going all around the grounds. And then throughout the years, we developed a love and a passion for writing music. So we sold our house in Branson and moved to Nashville, Tennessee, where we've lived full time in our bus for the past three or three and a half years. Um, and since we've been there, we have written with a lot of people. We have gotten connected with all kinds of great songwriters, and we've been playing a lot of live venues there as well. So we are super excited to be back out at Ferris now because all of our shows obviously got canceled last year. So this is our first fair in a year, which is kind of crazy. We haven't taken that much time off. Yeah, this is the last fair that we worked last year. So oh, we nice. ended wow. with it there, but it's kind of nice to come back and get a, get a jump start on everything. Yeah, for sure. So what are each of your roles in the group? Uh, well, um, all of us, all of us sing. That's kind of what we do. We kind of build our sound around like a three-part harmony kind of thing. Um, but I play guitar. Yeah, he plays lead guitar. Um, I do more um, rhythm acoustic guitar as well as we all kind of split lead vocals. And then like Colin was saying, everything is uh, based around our three-part harmony. And I do like all the drums and percussion and stuff. So, so you're the in. troublemaker of the group. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. 100%, yes. <laughs> so where'd you get the name Renata from? That's a good question. So actually, um, uh, we weren't going to be Matt's Family Jam forever, which is a cool name. But um, when we were starting to write music and starting to do stuff more as a trio, um, we were thinking, okay, the way we're writing music, we don't want to, we don't want to write one style of music. We don't want to um, like be labeled as a band. Oh, this is a country band. This is a rock, that kind of thing. So we wanted a name that was very genre neutral. And um, Renata actually happens to be an old family name of ours. It's Adrian's middle name. And um, so as we were thinking about that as a possibility, we looked up, uh, well, what does it mean? Um, I can't remember exactly what the root language is, but Renata actually means reborn or born again. And so in our heads, that was like, wow, this is like a new project for us. This is us moving forward kind of in a new, um, in a new way. So um, it kind of stuck. And uh, that's, that's what we, that's what we got now. So yeah. it's kind of, a well, that's kind of interesting. Now. Cause if you think about, you know, you grew up with, with your parents as Matt's family jam, and then like, it is kind of a rebirth as the three of you putting together your own sound. Describe your sound for us. Is it because I've heard you guys before? Is it? I mean, would you describe it as as country, as rock, as a little R and B? I mean, because it seems like you kind of got a good mix of stuff. Yeah, when when we're you know writing, when we're thinking about new material for the show um, and upcoming albums and singles and stuff, we aim to be more country rock because if you say country there's a lot of different almost like subgenres that go with that it's country pop there's classic country there's just all kinds of stuff so we aim to be more country rock because with our three-part harmony um it tends to be a little rootsy just because that's the nature of it when you are and and we don't run a lot of like tracks either a lot of poppy tracks we're playing all of our own music up there um, so it's kind of, but like, as far as putting a label on it, it's kind of nice because having grown up playing, um, I mean, we were a cover band for 
eight, nine years before we started adding in original music, we have a lot of musical influences that kind of like create our own sound. I mean, A, with the harmonies, but I mean, like in our difference in the ages and all kinds of stuff like that, we have a lot of different musical influences that kind of create our own sound. But right now we're calling it country rock and that's kind of the way that our uh, original music is uh, the direction that we're going with that. Country rock. All right, that sounds good. I'm curious for each of you, who are the artists, like the mainstream artists that have really inspired you? Mainstream, okay, well, can I start? Yeah. So of like, just in general, the Eagles, it's my favorite band of all time. So real kind of, not classic rock, but like Southern rock, classic rock, but as far as more modern mainstream, definitely um, John Mayer is a big influence uh, as far as like guitar playing goes and stuff like that. And there's countless, uh, just being in Nashville, countless songwriters and artists that nobody's ever heard of that um, are definitely an inspiration just in the way songwriting happens and like the process of that. So, but I would say definitely for me, at least Eagles and John Mayer. Yeah, so. right. I think, I think as far for me, as far as um, like when I sit down to write, I think John Mayer is a big, big influence. He, I really like his writing style. I really like how he's with every album that has come out they're all kind of different. Um, but as far as vocally, I really enjoy listening to Mary Morris. She has a really interesting voice. And just for me trying to further myself um, and be more of a, she's a really powerhouse vocalist. Um, so it's fun to listen to her for sure. I can kind of agree with all of them. Like I don't listen to like certain like different genres. Like I totally agree with them. Like all the stuff they listen to. Cause I mean, in our show, we play so many different genres, and I love listening to all different genres. So, that's not, I don't really Benny have. Benny was like, jamming out to the weekend. In I, the was, shower. I was. I was jamming out to the weekend. When Adrian, Adrian and I listen. Don't let him fool you. Adrian and I listen to more like kind of classic stuff. So when we want like, hey, what are the kids listening to these days? We'll just ask Benny, Benny. and he's Pretty more much. he's more hip on that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> The, so Benny knows. Benny's Benny's got his finger on the pulse of everything going on in 2021, and y'all are like Benny, still Benny's rocking cool. John Benny's Mayer. Cool. With all the trends. Yeah, he <laughs> taught us how to use the word lit in a sentence. So he's uh, he's on top of it all. <laughs> I'm trying to be on top of it all. I, I gotta I gotta um, agree with that. A year ago, you know, my sister had some health issues, and so her uh, her kids came and stayed with us for a little while. And Connor was. Um, 16 at the time and he shows up in the house and he starts using phrases like that's sus that's lit that all these and i'm like the what and, I right. I and i'm like i feel ago, like yeah. i'm pretty connected to things and then he starts using all this language and i'm like scratching my head going uh help me out here <laughs> what's going right. on i yeah. still say yolo yolo <laughs> oh he does too he's all about that he's all about that yolo okay. life and i'm like okay dude Kind of cool. Kind of cool, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'm curious. While y'all are very talented, you've got a, a great sound. You play really well. You're also siblings. That has to present some challenges on the road. What are the, some of the keys to maintaining your relationships when you're in tight quarters on a tour bus without driving each other insane? Oh, we love each other all the time. We never argue or anything like that. Just <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm 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 choking on all the uh, the BS that you're spitting out here. Robert's like, I've lived next to you before. That's not true. Like, I know you guys live too well. Yeah. Um. Well, you know, thinking about that, it's kind of it's kind of nice because we um yes we have grown up like in close quarters, but we've also grown up working together. So um, I mean, we yeah, I kind of feel like we have this like. A very unusual sibling dynamic because obviously we butt heads and we all like to have our own our own space but we also at the end of the day we go on stage and we play music together which is what we love to do and so it seems to just kind of we're very much siblings but we're also just like we're friends yeah. like yeah we're, like, all really we're, good we're just like yeah but as far as like bunny heads, you know, some personal space is nice every once in a while. We'll go take a walk. And we'll then go we'll take a good. walk and we'll come back and we're all fine. We can't stay mad at each other too long because nope, we, we are, we're not very entertaining people. So we're kind of each other's friends here. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, and I imagine even those times that you are a little hacked off at each other when it's the three o'clock show and, and you go on and you got to flip the switch and perform for the crowd and you got to be able to turn uh, it off. Exactly. Yeah, and, and that kind of happens. And then you get on stage and you do a 45 minute show and then you start playing music together and you start having fun. And then by the end of the show, like 
you forget what you were mad about because you're like, oh yeah, we love doing this together and it's, this is what like yeah. we're here to do. And I think especially this year with, you know, everything that went crazy. I mean, there were definitely times when, you know, we've been at this fair for several days now and, uh, you know, there are things we're all, we all tend to be perfectionists. So, you know, someone messes up and you get frustrated, but then I think last year kind of put all of it into perspective for us. Like it's not worth getting mad at the little things. We're just happy to be playing music on stage together again. Well, I got to tell you, I've always been a big fan of you guys and not just your music, but you as people. I remember the first time I met y'all, it was Florida Federation. And I think it was 2012 because I had just developed Conjure. I had the box, the the first version of the the permanent box. Yeah, that was um, like the Mardi Gras themed one, right? Yeah, it was black with the Mardi Gras theme colors on it. And I remember loading into Triangle Talents booth. And Colin, you were sitting there on a stool and you were probably 12 or 13. And you hopped, yeah. 13, you hopped yeah. up. And you shook my hand and introduced yourself to me. And I was just like, wait, what? Who is this kid that's like so professional and, and kind and well-spoken? I was just so impressed by that. He's a I little like... old man. Always has <laughs> been, definitely. always will be. <laughs> He's the old man of the group. It just feels, and I know as you guys have grown up, you guys have seen this too, especially the you know, more we're on social media, we see it. There's so much rudeness and disrespect everywhere. How do you guys stay so grounded and kind? I, I think it kind of all comes back to our parents. Our, yeah, our parents are some of the nicest people you will ever meet in your entire life. And uh, I can agree with that. I can totally agree. Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, they've always treated us with respect. And also it goes back to we have just a different family dynamic. But I think we can say a lot of that goes to our parents. My dad has never met a stranger. If you know him, you know, he can talk your ear off. <laughs> yep. So I think it all goes back to that, you know? Yeah. We're just, I mean, we're out here. Um, that's, I mean, that's the way that like getting into the fair business, that's what my dad did with his family growing up. And so just working hard and being out here doing what we do and uh, like being in like company, like with Triangle Talent and stuff like that, everyone else there is working hard too. And so it's, yeah, and it's a good atmosphere to be in and it's a good atmosphere to grow up in. And like, we are fortunate enough. We do get to make a living doing what we do so like why why be frustrated about that why have a bad attitude like yeah and when it comes to that my dad and my mom too have always you know their biggest thing has been treat others how you want to be treated so we don't want to go around yeah exactly rude. and we've never been forced to play music either a lot of people ask us like kind of in a half joking way after shows like oh mom and dad and they could get up here and do the show like actually no like they like multiple times like even to this day like a year like we've been true like hey like we're not forcing you guys to do this. Like if you guys don't want it, it's okay. But we, we're just happy to be able to do it. And so, yeah, why not, why not be just nice and enjoy the people you're around and that kind of thing, you know? Well, do you feel like you're not only between your talent on stage, but your, your attitude uh, like this, you know, just this kind of positive upbeat vibe that causes you to grow your fan base much more quickly and um, do you guys end up having people? Cause you, a lot of these fairs, especially working with triangle, a lot of these fairs, you do two or three, several years in a row, you get people that specifically are coming back year after year. Cause they're just become fans of you guys. It's yeah. great. It's, it's more of a friend base. Yeah. Friend base. It's super fun. And we've, you know, social media is a great way to keep up with people. So we'll have, you know, even here, we've been in Fort Myers for a few days and we've already had people come back. We have friends from Pennsylvania that came down here that they went and they spent winters down here in Florida and they surprised us at the fair the other day. We've known them since well, six, or seven, six or seven years. And yeah, yeah some, some great friends that we have, we actually made on the road. And that was one of the, one, actually one of the hardest parts of last year, like other than being, not being able to play, not play shows was we didn't get to see everybody that we normally see. We have, like we have our friends and family at home and then we have our road family too. And it's like, it's a really, really big part of our lives and we missed everybody. So it's, I've, uh, we've been talking this week. It's cool to walk through the fairgrounds and pretty much everybody's in a good mood. Everybody at the concession yeah. stands, the entertainers, everybody just happy to be here and see each other. It's great. Well, I want to get to the, uh, the, the pandemic and, you know, the challenges we faced last year, but speaking of fans, um, I have one of your young fans here with me today. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, he's, still, he's still doing virtual school. So come on over here, Nate and say, Hey, my son Nate, uh, for the listeners, is like one of the biggest fans of these guys. So let me turn let me turn the headphones up so he can hear. 
they here come and say up. hi get up climb up get on the mic say hi oh my god <laughs> here you go here watch this we're gonna put the headphones on nate give me hey what's nate, up you what's look, up you look huge like you've probably grown like two feet since we've seen you last <laughs> yeah he's yeah, like yeah I I yep, uh -huh. <laughs> he's got long hair now too he's like a different I person do. i do bro we miss you man we miss you, we miss miss you, you too. how old are you now 10 Nice. Double and digits. Double geez. digits. That's what I'm talking Double about. Digits. How are you liking virtual school? I, I really don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. I, yeah, being homeschooled is kind of the same way. Like, yeah, it's like, oh, people ask you if you like school. Like, not my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What have you been up to? Um, I don't, I'm killing his dad and among us we play that game and he kills me all the time nice awesome that's awesome just Let's, living it up at home we hope we get to see you sometime soon yeah, uh, for real. are you guys yeah. do you, are you gonna be at the um florida federation convention maybe maybe okay we're, we're seeing if we're gonna be down there too so we'd love to definitely see you guys sometime sooner even if we're coming through albuquerque like we love we love albuquerque too we'd love to do that that'd be awesome <laughs> I'm have to give you a hard time. You got that Mets shirt on, like I was thinking about throwing some shade, like wearing a Royals hat or something like that. But I'm like, I'm not gonna go there. But then I saw the Mets shirt, and I had to say yeah, something. You guys should listen to the episode with Steve Seaver, where I have to admit about the bet that I made with him that cost the Mets the World Series. Wow! I never. <laughs> that oh, and who beat the Mets in the World Series? Who is that? Huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't go wrong, baby. We might have to end this episode early. Where's the where's the off button? <laughs> <laughs> All right, why don't you say goodbye so I can go finish the finish the show with them? Good to see you, Nate. Bye, see you, Nate. See you soon, bud. <laughs> yeah, you know he's a big fan. He's been a, a fan of Benny since like where did we meet? It was Sarasota where you guys finally met him, right? Like five yeah. years ago. Yeah. What a dude. How many years ago was that? Three or four? Yeah. yeah. Probably four this year, maybe. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Good times. Good, Good times. times. I just remember that year that when he finally left, he was so sad because he had to leave Benny. He was so sad. Well, you, got, you guys could have taken, take, you guys could have taken him. Take him. Him. <laughs> <laughs> taken him. Well, you know, it's uh, what can I say? You make a good impression on people because you're, you know, you're a hell of a talented uh, trio and just great people all around. So um, I'm glad that Nate has people like you to look up to um okay. e even if one of you is a drummer <laughs> yeah <laughs> we don't we don't hold it against him. he i tell you what we had that conversation i don't know at some point in the last year he's like hey dad what do you think about me playing drums Ooh. hey nate no <laughs> <laughs> i think you can play drums anytime you want i will fly you to wherever matt's family jam is you can go hang out with benny and you can play guitar it. is the way to go, man. Guitar is the way to go. <laughs> Don't go down the dark path of a drummer. It Ooh. is a very dark path. It, I, I know no drummers who have not had dark lives. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get to, uh, let's chat about the pandemic here for a minute briefly. I don't want to spend too much time on it because there's just so much, um, you know, negativity around it. But I am curious where where you were guys were at when this hit. Were you working when cancellation started to roll in? Yes. Yeah. So we were in Sarasota, actually, at the Sarasota County Fair. We were on stage getting ready to start our first uh, our first show of the fair. And uh, no, they, we were supposed to have a show at two o'clock and at one fifty five. They announced that they weren't going to open fair that year. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we, we had a little mini vacation in Florida after that. Because um, we were waiting on one other fair that was. Uh, yeah, we were waiting. waiting if they're going to cancel or not. And then everything just kind of started. That was the week that we were sitting in Sarasota like. Disney shut down, concerts started getting canceled, and so it was like, uh, it doesn't look like yeah. this is gonna happen. So we were we were actually still here in Florida before we went back to Nashville. It was kind of crazy because we were like at the Fort Myers Fair, and then we went up there, and in Fort Myers they were like, oh, everything's gonna close down, everything's gonna close down, but we didn't really think it's like, ah, oh, there's no way they didn't close down, but yeah, exactly. Kinda, we were here, and it was like that's when the buzz started going around. Oh, like fairs are gonna get shut down, everything's gonna. Happen. No, that's crazy. That that happens in movies, and then all of a sudden it seemed like we were living in a movie. Like it seemed like there were two weeks there that it was yeah. like, events and everything just started dropping like flies. It was like, Oh my goodness. Like this is, this is kind of, this is reality now this is weird. It did um, seem to happen kind of quick. Cause I remember South by Southwest canceled. 
mm-hmm. over in Austin. I remember hearing the news about that, and I thought, this just seems like an overreaction. Right. And then yeah. a week later, eight days into the run, Houston gets shut down. Yep. And that was the same day they declared World Health said this is officially a global pandemic. Two days later, my show in Australia gets canceled and the whole like the wheels went off the bus. You know, you guys were like minutes from opening. I know that Miami was like 15 to maybe half hour. So, I mean, it was quick and County Health shut them down. What what like goes through your head when all of a sudden as this starts happening? I'm sure initially you maybe thought this will be a few months because almost like 100 percent of the people I think that have come on the show with the exception, maybe one or two. Almost everybody thought, you know, this will go on for March and maybe by mid-June, beginning of July, it'll be fine and we'll be back to normal. As yeah. this drags on, at what point do you realize, oh, man, this is going to go long term? We, yeah, we kind of immediately went into like problem solving mode because like this is our like how we make a living. As many and people do. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And so we were thinking, OK, well, we, we were able to get um, some shows done in Florida this year. So we, we can make it till summertime. Yeah, and I think but, it was the same thing where we didn't have, our summer tour started later that year, like end of July. Um, so obviously in our heads, we're like, okay, we're, we have a later start this year. Everything will be cleared up. It'll be fine. Um, and then stuff just started kind of one after another rapidly canceling. And you just, I don't know, it, it's like a gut-wrenching feeling, you know? It's like something you never, you yeah, it. there's nothing you can do. The thing that you you know and that you love all of a sudden is completely out of your control yeah, yeah but just, uh, there was it was very gut-wrenching but it was also there was uh, i'm trying to find the right word for it but it was comforting knowing that it wasn't something that was like directly affecting just us everybody was in the same boat so right. kind of everybody was going into problem solving mode and it wasn't just like one one little group or this kind of thing it was something that everybody was under everybody was going through so everybody kind of understood like how we were feeling and you could kind of like confide in people about that kind of stuff but also like gotta figure it out (laughs) it did present itself a bit of a challenge and of uh how do we approach this i know early on um i I initially i kind of thought that so much of it was politicized i think a lot because it was a contentious election year that there was a lot of politics around it and we didn't um it felt like we didn't necessarily get the truth on a lot of the numbers and things just felt very, you know, manipulated, but you know, I went through that year looking at things and I felt like, you know, we can either, you know, bitch and moan and complain about everything, or we can figure out what, you know, what's the good that can come out of this. What are the alternatives? And, you know, we, I know Sarah and I had several, um, Nate can't stand, like he's a, the virtual school thing. He's just, not about yeah. <laughs> uh, but otherwise we were able to find some silver linings what were some of the some of the silver linings for you guys yeah so we we kind of readjusted this year we colin and i started working for the first time we started working a quote-unquote normal job yep. um <laughs> we were working at a restaurant which you know it it was what it was but at the at the end of the day we made a lot of great friends um, through that. We were able to focus on our music and writing and doing some things we never had time for because since we started this 11 years ago, we'd have a couple months between November and then the start of Florida, end of January, early February. And that was all the time we would have off. So we were home during the summer. We were able to spend a lot of time with our friends who were there. we it was kind of, it almost gave us the opportunity to kind of have a reset and especially we were last year was going to be our transition year because we had been doing matt's family jam and renata the band at the same time and it kind of gave us like all right we're gonna like get a firm grasp on like what is just hold on the meeting went away i've still got you i still got you on yeah. this side our, oh. our video went away Perfect. no um it's time but, that's you know i think everybody's used to it like everybody you're on mute <laughs> like all right we're we're fixing their zoom video right now folks oh i just i can see them and it's funny because it looks like they're staring at me through the screen but (laughs) well but um like i was saying it's um it kind of gave us the opportunity to have a reset and really kind of like focus on renata the band yeah and figuring out what we wanted our show to look like what we wanted our music to sound like it gave us 
just the actual time because stuff like that you can't you can't create overnight you know and so it gave us time to really sit down and just figure out who we want to be as artists and what we want our music to say so i think that was the greatest thing through all of that was just having the the actual time to kind of figure ourselves out that and also like giving us enough time like we didn't play a lot of live music last year we were spending we were recording and writing stuff but like playing live music is what we love to do and so it gave us some time away from that and which like now we're just like itching even more to come back and do that and so it kind of like restarted the fire on that and like we're even we're that much more excited to get back and really get the ground running now well you are hitting the ground money running as we are uh, working our way here into 2021 we're starting to see movement with Florida fairs. I can tell you from everyone across the country that I've spoken with on this podcast, everyone is watching those Florida fairs very carefully. You're in Fort Myers right now at the Southwest Florida and Lee County Fair. Is there anything you all are doing differently with your show in order to make it what they're saying COVID safe? Uh, we're wearing masks, not on stage, but we are wearing masks. Wearing yeah, masks. and we're definitely just trying to abide to their social distancing rules um yeah anytime we're off stage we're wearing masks so i think i think that's the biggest thing and just being more cautious about shaking people's hands and then you know washing our hands a lot just yeah and especially like everyone kind of is of, is of the same mentality when we were coming down here to florida we were like okay what are like meet and greets gonna be like but everybody is very kind of the same mindset everyone's being very respectful of still like being cautious um, and that kind of thing. So yeah, it's, so it's really it's, nice and, uh, and good to see that people are like, people do care and yeah, it, it makes it that much really easier. People are really taking that into consideration. Yeah. So are you seeing when the, the guests are coming in, what's the tent? Cause I, I did that fair for several years. Um, mm -hmm. so I kind of have an idea what the attendance looks like. What do you, what do you get in the vibe with the attendance from a, a normal year, a non COVID year? Seems great. Yeah. yeah it I mean, seems, it seems great. And it seems I actually think it's up. I think um, we've been talking to Fran, some of the um, everybody else around here. I haven't seen actual numbers, um, but I, I do think um, at least as far as the first weekend has gone, um, the, the attendance is up this year. Yeah, and, and you can just you can just tell and you can kind of feel it throughout the whole fairground. All of everybody who's walking in the gate is just super happy to be out and be at the fair. And uh, I know we feel the exact same way, if not more. So it's great. Everybody's just really in a good a good headspace and it's creating a really nice vibe for the fair yeah for sure so the response from the public's been pretty positive then it's been yeah, great 100 i left the fairgrounds it was last night um it was at 8 30 and we were done with our shows and there was still a two mile line of cars coming into the fairgrounds yeah. yep that sounds about like the uh that fair that's what i remember is the nights that i would leave and i'd get out of there about what blew me away is a couple of those nights that i was there later and i was still there at like 9 or 9 30 and when I would pull out and I would drive and I would go and go and go all the way down to like across the canal to where the Publix is like two right. miles down and there's yeah. traffic going now. It's just amazing how many people are trying to get into that fair, even when there's only like an hour left and they still want to go. Yeah, right. Yep. Awesome. That's what it's been like all weekend here. So it's really, really good. I'm really, really happy for the fair that it's um, turning out that way as well. Well, that's terrific. How's Fran doing down there? Cause I'm sure she's, she's, uh, um, I'm hoping to chat with her once, you know, in a few weeks, once her fair's done and she's caught her breath, it's gotta be stressful being a fair manager right now and having to plan through this. How does she seem to be holding oh, up? Yeah. So many unknowns, but, uh, we actually haven't gotten a lot of time to talk with you. She's a very, very busy lady, yeah. but uh, every time we've kind of like waved to her or seen her in passing, she's all smiles and, uh, uh, yeah. she, you can just she's tell everybody is happy that the fair is a go and just happy to be out here. but no no complaints from her or anything so i know that no. she's very happy with the way things are turning out and going as well good that's a really good thing i know when we spoke with danny alfonso from manatee county it was um 13 days i believe it was 13 or 14 days um post fair and he told us that manatee county spread rate for the virus from the day the fair opened until it, the two weeks after when we recorded it had gone down every day you know, that's really? obviously, yeah, that's, I mean, not, not no cause and effect or anything, but I think it just goes to show that we can have safe events. Like, you know, I'm sure that yeah. for everything going on down in Fort Myers is, is going safely. Ridehoffer shows is the, the 
you know, carnival operator down there. And I know they're using some, you know, hydrostatic things to clean their rides and keep the fairgrounds clean. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. it's so fun to walk around the fairgrounds because all of the concession trailers, all of the rides, they're just pristine. Everything is, looks beautiful. All of the carnival lights, you know, it just like, it feels so good to see that again. And everybody's had so much time off that everything just looks amazing awesome. yeah, everyone's on top of their game and it's really really great yeah the only fair i ended up doing last year was over in abilene texas and i can yeah. tell you walking out and looking at that ferris wheel lit up at night was just you know you know when you're at home you know where when you're where you belong and that's what yeah, yeah we went for a walk the night before opening night and um i can't remember if benny was there but adrian and i like this is it. Like I was, I'm finding myself like taking pictures of everything. I, I was like, I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. like, this is where we're supposed to be. This is it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, now you all have been performing a long time together, both as family now as Renata. What are some of your favorite fair memories? Ooh, that's, that's a, a tough. That's a good question. I think I can kind of speak for all of us when it comes to, you know, as you know, you have your fair family out here. Um, and we obviously, we bring our bus with us everywhere we go and we always make it a priority to set up, you know, a little outdoor area outside and we always have a bunch of friends over every night. So just being able, I think that's been one of the greatest things yeah. for us. Some of our best friends are out here playing fairs and our entertainers. So hanging out at night after Getting the shows. The, yeah. Even more so than like, just like the actual playing the shows themselves, but like, you know, doing stuff with like Triangle Talent, we have our production meetings. And the, the, what I love about that is you have so many different kinds of people from so many different walks of life, but yet we're all here at the fair and we're all like coming together to make this a great fair, but getting to sit there in the evenings and hear everybody's story on how awesome. they got like, like what brought you here to this fair, like this year doing what you're doing. I mean, you hear people that have like traveled the world. You hear people that have literally like been on the Ringling brothers train. Like that is wow. the coolest thing. And they're like, you, you, you come to the fair and you see like, Oh, that's the juggler. That's cool. But like this, this guy here is professional. Like, yeah. yeah. It's just a really, I think our friends and our fair family out here, it's just, it's, they're all super special to us. And that's one been one of the greatest things we could have growing up. Cause like you mentioned, we were so young when we started doing this, Benny was five. I had just turned eight and you were 10 or 11. And so, you know, these people, and then they're a part of your life from when you're really little and you kind of grow up with them and all of their crazy stories. So it's, it's been super cool to have, to know so many people that are so different and so unique and they they're not afraid to be themselves and they've they found a way to make a living doing something that is super intense. crazy yeah, and that yeah. is such a big part of them so it's it's been really special so like pinning down like what's your favorite memory just kind of getting to make memories and like grow up with these people and have them be a part of our life that is so special and that's something that like we really really like don't take for granted at all because it's yeah and i think i think last year not being able to have that really kind of put that into perspective of like that besides playing the shows and playing the music like that's that's a huge thing and that was a huge part of our oh, wow. life and so last year really put that into perspective for us what about you benny you gotta have a good know. fair memory in there uh i mean the first couple of years it was kind of bad because like our our living situation we just bought this new motor home we were all hyped about it and stuff we went out we all crammed in there like two dogs and the five of us and just like getting we've had a lot of breakdowns on we, the side that of the we road have is yeah what he's we've trying had to a say. bunch of breakdowns and a bunch of things that you then, know when you're like 10 years old and you're on the side of the interstate with a blown trailer tire yeah, like most definitely that's pretty crazy and it's not exactly good memories normal. good memories <laughs> things in the moment that seem really crazy but then when you get years down the line you look back and they're really, really awesome yeah i think we were just talking about that yesterday like when you're in the moment and all of these things are going wrong and then you get four or five years down the line and you're like mm, that was pretty funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah didn't see it in the moment but you can drive down the interstate now hey remember when we changed the tire in that parking lot oh we got a engine overheat over there like yeah just oh keep driving we're not gonna stop god <laughs> so 
other people, their memories are like, hey, do you remember when we went to Disney World and you drive by and you're like, do you remember that Love's gas station that we had to go change the tire at? Yep. (laughs) Something like that would happen no matter how old we were. My dad was always like, come on, get get out out of here. here. You're helping me fix this. We're learning how to do this. But it's great. We know how to change tires now. We've changed a lot of tires. As it should be. (laughs) As it should be. These these kids backing up trailers these (laughs) kids today i tell you what we were i think it was in nebraska when i saw when i first saw your bus and when it was like oh yeah colin's driving this and And i'm like well hold up (laughs) this seems too big for me to drive and y'all are just like yeah we got it it's no big deal yeah there was at one point we just got the bus yeah we had just got the bus so we had our pickup truck hauling a small trailer which I drove and then Colin was driving our bus. big bus. And then my dad was in our big RV toter home pulling our, how long is that trailer? A 32 foot trailer 30. that had all of our staging and stuff. In it. Yeah. So, so we, uh, we're a big old convoy coming down. The right. road. <laughs> We've got it down to like a bus and a pickup truck now. So we're down to two, but yeah, yeah we did have three at one point. <laughs> well, you need to get it down to one. Cause I don't know if you've been paying attention, but gas prices are going up kind of quick right oh, now. Yeah. Yeah, we noticed that when we felt like, oh man, oh yeah. You gotta figure it out. And that that uh that's a Prevost you guys were in, yeah? Uh it's a silver eagle actually. Oh silver eagle. I, I mean yeah. anything that size, it's not like you're getting twenty-five miles a gallon. No, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. You're, maybe twenty-five, maybe twenty-five miles per hour. But. Yeah, I was gonna say you're you're getting to the point in that thing where you're starting to talk about uh instead of miles per gallon, you're starting to talk about gallons per mile. It's going the other direction. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. So, I, I, how do you guys? I'm curious. How do you guys like find? You know, you mentioned earlier you go out and you know go take a walk if you need space. But y'all are crammed in that little thing. I've been in there, and you got the bunkhouse kind of in the back. How do you find time to just yourselves when you're all together all the time? I think you know it may seem hard to do, but we all kind of respect that yeah. everybody needs some space from time to time. And also, if you're just aware of that and you make it a priority for yourself, if you go, I know I can speak for all of us, simply going on a walk through the fairgrounds, listening to a podcast or listening to music in the morning is a great way to just kind of do you know, that. Or like, um, sometimes we'll like go have our alone time, like together and we'll, uh, like take the truck out, like to a restaurant or something like that. And someone will stay at one restaurant and like, just get some Wi-Fi, something like that. And then another person will just go run some errands on their own. Or like just going to the gym in the morning and spending a couple hours just like in your own zone with some headphones. like Yeah, and then I think it's also important to make some time to do fun things together, not just work together. Um, we yeah. all went to the gym together this morning and went and did a little shopping. And we'll go out and we'll get coffee and we'll kind of regroup together, um, which is a good way to just kind of refocus as a group. Because when you're in a band, you can't you have to be on the same page. Yeah. Um, so I think just making it a priority to go on a walk by yourself or go do fun things outside of work. Together. You learn to kind of like hyper-focus on that, like small, that small amount of time that you do have on your own. You can kind of like, you kind of catch up for all the other time. And then like you come back together and because we all like are friends and we all just get along and enjoy being with each other. It's not like, we're always like, Oh man, like I'm ready to get out of here. That kind of thing. Like we're able to like really, um, really capitalize on that time that we do have and then we can come back and uh, we're good to go yeah imagine that three siblings getting along in close quarters <laughs> at a time we definitely weren't arguing like 15 minutes before no, we got not at all. I'm, sure. <laughs> I'm sure you guys are put you guys are putting on the uh everything is hunky-dory while you're on the podcast but i have a feeling that when you hit end meeting someone's gonna be like Get out of my way! I'm hungry. Move, you know. Quit, quit looking at me like that. The, I definitely didn't say the phrase "Benny, don't talk to me" right before we got on there. <laughs> definitely, definitely not. not. Definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> I might have both said it to us. both of them. You know. Wow! Imagine that. If you guys weren't performers, what do you think you'd be doing? Ooh, that's the. That's a hard one. I think. I don't know. Benny has a lot of Benny has a lot of different interests. Benny has been interested in magic. He's done juggling, unicycling. His new thing is he wants to get his uh pilot's license. Oh, you want to be a pilot, Benny? Yeah, I will see. We'll see. 
What do you want to fly? What, what, what do you want to fly? I don't know. Let's say I think it'd be cool, like max out for me to fly like a Beechcraft Baron, which is like dual engines. Like you could haul like your family, like a couple more people, which is like, that'd be awesome. Just somewhere that you can like, uh, I want to go fly to the Bahamas or something. You just go so instead of the bus, you'll just show up. You'll just fly your plane and fly, right. fly myself, you know, just Benny also is a killer photographer and videographer. And he's kind of launched his own business with that as well on the side of doing music, especially like this past year, like since we didn't have gigs, I was like going out and drumming, you know, like every single day or whatever. I definitely had time to like focus on other things. That I was like for sure interested in what interested in, which is kind of cool because like years prior when you wouldn't have not like the time to do that, but you could just kind of focus on it and do more things you've been interested in. So you got like an in-house photographer and like digital media guy now. So it's really, really great. It's super nice. Benny, what do you like taking pictures of? Uh, I don't know. I mean, you do know I like sports. I I like doing sports stuff like sports videos and sports photography and stuff. Like, yeah. When we were home, Benny, um, Benny would go out to all of the local high schools around Nashville, um, and he would get a media pass. And no, he wouldn't. He would just talk his way in. That's, well, he talked his way in. Talk my way exactly. In. And yeah. then eventually, I would say I'd have a media pass. Yeah. Um, but he started. Uh, he started taking pictures and videos on the sidelines, and pretty soon he got to know a lot of the players. Um, and they hired him to make edits for their Instagram and all this kind of stuff. So he was. Benny was Benny was pretty popular at the local high school. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? That's cool. But I mean, as far as like what else we would be doing, I think I've never known anything besides playing music, and so like I don't know, it'd be cool to, like be a BMX rider or something like that. But I don't have enough coordination. I don't have enough coordination to do that, so I'd probably end up. I think that was the most random thing you could think of. <laughs> yeah, I like, know. That's pretty cool. I thought about like, oh, it'd be cool to, like be a baseball player or something like that, but then I realized like. I'm not, I'm not an We're athlete. Not, you know, the most athletic <laughs> type. Over I played here. baseball. Oh, but come I don't on now. Like yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I think I would end up somewhere in music, whether it was, if I wasn't performing, I definitely think my outlet would just be songwriting, writing for other people. Um, I very much like the, like the touring aspect of things, like whether it be like a production manager kind of aspect or on the tech side of things. Yeah. Um, like a, like a crew thing because it's it's part of the business and it's I, I love everything yeah. about the business and so yeah and for me too I really like the music business side of things so like he was saying if if I didn't love performing as much as I do I I do think it would be awesome to be on the other end of things like an event producer mm-hmm. um you know working like he said working with triangles you kind of get to see every aspect of that from grounds entertainment to grandstand entertainment so you can kind of get a feel for what everybody does. And I think somewhere, falling somewhere in there would be something I'd be really interested in for sure. So what are some of the things you've learned about the entertainment business in your time as performers that would have been really nice to know earlier in your time performing? Ooh, always, every single time you go to the store, every single time you leave the fairgrounds, <laughs> buy a case of water bottles. Always, always have water because when you run out, it sucks. Like, just always make sure you have a plethora of just water so you can, like, stay hydrated and feel good all the time. Because when you don't have that, it sucks. Yeah. It's... No. I'm going to go a little deeper than I was gonna, you. Yeah, that, that was pretty, um, that was right off the top of my head. I think a big thing would be not every show and not every performance has to be perfect. You know, that's a big thing. And I think I... Strive for it to be your best. But don't obsess over it so much to where it's like detrimental to you like don't don't kill yourself over like yeah that that was a rough show because you know what like being a grounds attraction there might be five people at your show but you know what give those five people a great show and if you made five people happy you did your job and like i think it's really easy as entertainers in whatever aspect to overanalyze yourself especially when you're a fair performer doing three or four sets a day, you know, I think the biggest thing for me would be not everything has to be perfect. Try your best, but you know, that's just an unrealistic goal to set for yourself. You know, always work your hardest. You're doing dozens of shows in a, like a very, very short amount of time. Yeah, like right. there, there are things that are going to go wrong. Like that's, that's what happens. And that's what happens when you're doing like, 
three or four shows a week, like on a larger scale with this kind of stuff, things are going to go wrong. And it's just kind of like learning to be like, Hey, just take it, take it a day at a time, take it a show at a time and have fun with it. Don't, yeah, don't just give your stress about it. Yeah. Give yourself some grace when it comes to, if you didn't think you're talking on stage was the best or you busted a string on stage, you know, it's not the end of the world. You know, you get to try again in two hours. So just, you know, make it better than the last, I think. Yeah. yeah. So restring it and go play again, right? Pretty that much. That's correct. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what What other options do you have? I think oh. we all, all of us have, a, you know, a poor performance at some point. I mean, even, even in a goofy little fortune box like I've got, there's times that I get backstage and I'm like, what the hell did I just do for a half hour? Because it was a mess. Yeah, yeah. Right, and, you know, you're the only person that notices that. Yep. And I think, you know, that's one of the other things, too, is, like, I I can – we can finish a show and I can say, oh, well, I did this, 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 and this, and I didn't like this, 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 and this. I'm the only one who knew that. Even – I was talking to my mom yesterday after a show, and she's like, I've seen every single show you've ever played and I didn't even notice that. So like, cool it here. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and you, you definitely got someone who, I mean, she's right. She's seen like everything. What? So now when you guys are doing, when you're out there at the fair, are you guys performing with your parents right now? Or is it strictly Renata that's going on right now? It is all Renata. It yep. is just the three of us. So my mom, um, has been managing our merchandise. Um, and then my dad is obviously running our, our sound. Mm-hmm. Got it. So they're still, they're on, still on board there and they're helping support you guys now and your efforts to build out Renata. 100%. Yes. Yep. And they're 100% for it as well. Like they're the most, like they're our biggest fans and they're the biggest support that we have. So it's awesome. Well, yeah. Cause now they don't have to be on stage. They got, they got the easier job now. They ain't got to be in front of everybody. I know, right? My dad was bragging. He's like, oh, I get to sit out here in shorts and a He's t-shirt like, oh, and drink some lemonade. <laughs> that, yes, that would be your dad. Just sit there and right? chill out and just make sure the mics are on at the right time and the lights are going. We're good to go. Just yep. chatting it up in the back with anyone who walks by. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. He can have a conversation with anybody. anybody. I oh, them. Sure. I, I, you guys are doing Florida, the Federation, yeah, for Florida? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Cool. So I'll be down there. I don't know if um, with everything with the pandemic and with <laughs> with revenue being as tight as it is, um, I don't think I know for sure Sarah won't be able to make it. I don't know that Nate will make it just because of the, you know, we got to cut all the costs we can to be able to limp through to yeah. to get to our first fair of the year, which at this point we're crossing our fingers will be the OC fair. We'll find out here in the next, um, I mean, for sure by convention, I think Michelle Richards had indicated they want to have a decision by the middle of April. So Awesome. crossing great. fingers because i really don't want to have another uh, another season of uh, summer with no fares because i need to work exactly yeah. i need to work well listen guys it's been great having you on the show before we go everyone who comes on my show goes through a little series of speed round questions Ooh. so i'm going to ask each of you a handful of questions you give me your best answer for each and i want an answer from each of you you ready ben. we are ready we'll start, we're gonna start with benny or me we'll yeah. with you. There we go. Favorite movie? Uh, Shawshank Redemption. Get busy oh. living or get busy dying. That's right. Oh, this is really hard. What's I really it? like the Hunger Games series. They're really good. Uh, mine is probably Italian Job. I like it a lot. Did you really? Okay. Ita- okay. Italian <laughs> Job or Captain Phillips. I like movies that are based off of real things. So. Okay, cool. Next question. Do y'all prefer uh, big uh, parties? <laughs> <laughs> huh? Big Big parties or small gatherings? Small gatherings. Small gatherings, 100%. Small gatherings. Favorite dessert? Peanut Um, butter sundae. Go ahead and do that. Um, I like frozen custard. Key lime pie. God bless you. Key lime pie. And you got to go down to the keys and you got to get the frozen chocolate dipped key lime pie in a stick. Too good. That does magic. When y'all travel, name one item each of you absolutely has to have with you. Uh, my Bose noise canceling headphones. A charger, phone charger. Uh, my computer. Which song do each of you enjoy singing the most? Could be one of yours or it could be a cover. What song you have the most fun singing? Uh, we haven't done it in a while. My absolute favorite song of all time is Take It Easy by the Eagles. I'm never get, gonna get tired of playing that song. Okay. Um, I'd say Mbop by Hanson. <laughs> 
Uh, mine, I like playing contact high by Caitlin Smith. She's a good groove. Say, say that one again. You broke up a little bit on Zoom. What was it? Uh, contact high by Caitlin Smith. Contact high by Caitlin Smith. All right. And last one. If y'all could open for any artist, who would it be? Oh, yeah. You, you should see the people. Listen, you should see the looks on their faces right now. You think I just like they won the lottery or something getting this that question? Like the toughest question you could ask any artist. Uh, Dang. I'd probably say Charlie Puth. Charlie, <laughs> Charlie Puth. Oh, Where'd Charlie, that come from? Charlie Puth. Charlie Puth. Oh. Um, I'm, I'm kind of thinking of like Nashville people right now. I mean, I could say I want to open for the Eagles. I was about like, to say, I feel like Eagles, if we're just like going for it, I feel like go that's for it. Some, some kind of like a legendary band like that, like either the Eagles or like the Rolling Stones or something like that. That would be really, really cool. Something totally random. Oh, this is so hard because, okay, see, I know he doesn't do like opening acts, but I'm a huge John Mayer fan. And I feel like that would be like, the ultimate. You have a lot of music opener. lovers at a show like that. Like people would appreciate like music. Yeah, I think out, John right? Mayer. For sure. Cool. Good answers from all. Listen, you guys, if folks want to reach out and get in touch with you and keep up with all things Renata the Band, how can they do that? At Renata the Band. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music. Yeah, and this year we're going to be having um, a lot of music coming out as well as we just uh, launched some new merchandise. And throughout the next month and a half to two, we're going to be having some brand new stuff come out as well. That's fantastic. Colin, Adrian, and Benny Rolf, uh, they are Renata the Band. They were Matt's family jam. The three of them, these siblings, are now Renata the Band. They're amazing. If um, y'all are listening and you need a band for your fair stage, I had to tell you, these guys are one of the ones I would have at my fair if I was a fair manager. Thank you guys uh -huh. for being on the show today. Good luck down there in Florida. I hope everything goes well for you and your shows are amazing. Thanks for coming on. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank Thanks you so for much. inviting us. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I hope to see you soon, man. You've been listening to the Fair Game Podcast. Fair Game is a production of Robert Smith Presents. For more information, please visit robertsmithpresents.com.